6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Good morning, Jeff. It's always fun having you in and uh, it's it's Tuesday. Yeah, good morning. It's, uh, it is to, it, raining, of course. You know, what I else think is that's new? a thing. I think that has to happen. Yeah. It was really raining yesterday, like. Uh, like cats and dogs. Yeah, it it was a steady, awkward mist that you didn't know, do I grab an umbrella, do I wear a rain jacket, do I wear nothing? Because, it might, well, I will tell you, it was funny. Uh, I, have you seen the meme talking about going to Walmart and wearing gloves and a mask? Nah. And it said, uh, those people who said a glove and a mask was all you needed is totally wrong. Everybody else here has clothes on. I'm like, see, there's always that person to ruin it. There was a really funny one, and it's a, it's a small video of the guy saying there was a dude had this cart full, and he you know he walked up to him and asked him, hey, you know, can I get some of these things? And he said that guy was so generous. And as he's pointing to every one of those, he has a gun in his hand. And he said, look at what he gave me. He gave me this, and he gave me this, and he gave me this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is so terrible yet so funny. Oh, man. And, you know, it's funny. And I love how – because I don't take any, like, that they're taking it lightly or whatever. Right. I, I don't take that. But it's funny. Like, if you look on, on people's timeline, it's like five really funny ones and then the one that don't take my humor – as I'm not taking it yeah. serious. And then there's like five more. And, and then don't take. But, you know, that's an important point to make. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are dealing with this with different ways. Mm. And humor has to be one of them. There is an air of seriousness. And I, I think everybody's kind of taking it serious. But, you know, you still, you can't, it always can't be doom and gloom. You got to no. smile in there a little bit, you know. I tell you, my five-year-old, he helps me keep it keep it cool with the, with with all this extra hand sanitizing. And I, it, it has a hard time for me saying it correctly now because he's five and he calls it ham sanitizer. <laughs> and so uh, he has gotten conditioned. You know, it's amazing. Like, I think we should just, like, train everybody for what they're going to do in their life at five and six because they're pretty trainable. I yes. mean, it's like herding cats, but if you if you just say it the same way over and over and over, like, it fits. It works because now they're conditioned. My five- and seven-year-old get in the car – and of course, Jackson, he he's so proper. Like he's like the most from Ohio, East Tennessean you're gonna ever find. Because he is like every word is enunciated. Just he's like, Daddy, where is the hand sanitizer? That's and I'm uh, like, it's right here. And then Neilan's like, Dad, where's the ham sanitizer? Yes. And I'm like, that's yeah, mini me. I have to say, uh, Riley. She has been. I mean, everybody, cough into your elbow, mm. wash your hands. This is what my teacher told me, and this the is elbow bump has been yep. big. And and this is, I mean, this is coming. Now we've worked with her also, but I mean, Carpenter's Elementary, their pre K, they they were conditioning them 
well in advance of this. And she came home telling us what to do. And, I mean, props to them. Way to go. I thought it was funny. This is totally off, not really off color because it's not even bad words. But Yeah, there you go. It's just totally talking about, you know, he said, you used to cough to cover up a fart. He said, now you're farting to cover up the cough because people, it's the truth. Cause people are looking at you so funny. So it, it's one of those deals. Like, it's the time we live in. And, and, you know, I came in here this morning, Lysol wipes over here, Lysol spray, hand sanitizer, all that. Miss Johnny, Mr. Jim, uh, taking care of us here at WKVL. But I just did it. I mean, been doing this for going on two years and never, never once came in and wiped off a microphone. But I've done it the last two days. That's smart. I just don't know who's been in here. No. You know, it's kind of one of those things. So, uh, you, you know, looking at the, the world look at things, uh, worldwide there's been three hundred, nearly 382,000 cases of coronavirus confirmed. Uh, 16,500 deaths. I mean, so it's, it's becoming uh, – I mean, it's taken uh, a toll. And those numbers are rising rather quickly, and I think it's – Laura and I talked about this yesterday. I don't know that necessarily more people, like it's out of control, like people are getting it. I think people have had it, and we've just now got a test that's quickly identifying it. I think there's a level of that as well because it, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. You oh, know? yeah. Well, and, and the so, thing is, is if you don't have symptoms, you assume you're good. And then everybody's got to do certain things. You know, they got to go to this store, you know, go grocery store or, you know, they had to do this this past weekend because it was scheduled, da, 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 da. Yeah. And if you don't have symptoms, then why would you not go? Right. And therefore you expose, you expose, you expose. Da, 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 yep. da, da. But uh, as as yesterday kind of came up and came out, like it, following Facebook, like if you're if you're trying to build a brand, like now's the time to do it because everybody is just constantly refresh, refresh. Refresh because it's just it, you're stuck at home and and there's no sports to watch so you're just kind of chilling. But um, it was funny to see early morning like as soon as I left the show I go home and, and after you drink as much coffee as I do here you don't go back to bed like no. you just chill you just watch something and so anyway I'm kind of cruising through and I'm seeing all these businesses that's like you know we're open curbside only or. You know, uh, there was a Harley spot in Knoxville that was like, we're open, come in, we've cleaned everything, da-da-da-da-da. And about lunch, it was like, we've decided to close. And and I think a lot of that came around the, the announcement that, uh, you know, the, the health department in Knox County submitted or, or announced the Safer at Home Act or whatever, uh, where, where they really, you know, are kind of asking non-essential businesses uh, to kind of close down. And they're talking about, like, hair salons and, and barber shops and, and um, um, just all kinds of different things, but um, I, I think it's a it's a hit to businesses, but I think it's it's a uh, it's an opportunity uh, to lock it down. I did see yesterday, and this is just coronavirus just discussion because this this intrigues me at, to another level, just because it's something that I mean I've never seen in my lifetime. I mean, we saw the whole uh, you know what was those H one N one, we saw Zika. All these little splats, and yeah. I mean, it was really, I mean, just quite frankly, I changed nothing of what I did. No. Nothing changed. Sports kept going. Everybody kept trucking right along. We didn't go overseas maybe to play a, a you know, an, an international game, but I mean, that was like the extent of the stoppage. 
So this is the first time in my life that I've seen anything like this pandemic, epidemic, whatever. Right. And so I was, I was really interested in, 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 you know, the state of Tennessee has this many cases. I think it's up to like 615 now. Mm -hmm. I was interested in how that's broke up by County. You know, there's four counties that has, I think it's 83% of the cases. Yeah. I actually, I think someone shared that yesterday. And yes. And, and when they broke it out by County, you really got a good idea of who all had what and where. And it and I'm sure those numbers are probably changing, you know, hourly. I wouldn't even say daily. Um, and and what you know, and, and for me, that's you take that information and you just kind of okay, <laughs> don't go there, don't go there. <laughs> well, and and you know, I, I I like that everybody's being proactive, and you don't know where the web you know kind of spins because somebody's family's over here. Well, that's in that can't you know what I'm saying? So there's no real safe zone, if you will. Because like Knox County kind of alluded to yesterday, there's like 15 counties that touch Knox County yeah. and that, that interact in Knox County, that do business in Knox County. So, I mean, you can't really just exclude yourself and say, well, we've only had 19 cases or something. And it's not the way it works. No. So uh, Blunt County currently sits at two, two cases. Uh, you, I think Loudoun County has one. I think, uh, um, of course, Knox County has uh, a few uh, but but you really look at it, it's like Davidson County, Williamson County, uh, Sumner County. Uh, there, there's like four counties that are that are in the hundreds. Yes. And so uh, you look at that, and, and that kind of kind of tells you where the hot spots are, if you will, for for Tennessee. But uh, you, you know, it's one of those deals. Just take care of you, clean up, do do things you probably should have done anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like dirty surfaces are dirty all the time. It just has potential to be be this situation now. So I, I hope that we come out of this thing a little bit more sanitary uh, than, than we went into it because Lord knows we had the room to move. Because uh, I tell you, uh, it, it was one of those one one of those things that really kind of opened me up to uh, all the deals. And you know, they made fun of like millennials being the ones that are doing it. And uh, have you seen that? You seen the deal where it's like all these millennials are they're they're really kind of doing the the business on the millennials. I think I did. And then people's like, you know, millennials are like 30 plus now. Yeah. So it's really the Gen Z or whatever. Gen. Yeah. I think Gen Z is what it's called. I think that's the next one. But anyway, it, it, it was funny. Like you just had to read it, but, uh, but anyway, uh, it, through this, there's been a lot of good things that happened. I don't know if you heard yesterday, but, uh, real revolution church, uh, a church that I attend, uh, they, they actually gave away food yesterday at Alcoa intermediate school. Uh, and and are going to give away food again on Wednesday at the 411 campus. It's uh, I think it's 5939. Let me get that address up. 5939 U.S. Highway 411. Uh, they'll be giving away food from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. or until food runs out. Uh, giving it away on that 411 campus. Really, the Greenback community uh, kind of hitting that area. But it's a it's a good it's a good deed situation because a lot of churches have have kind of got together and it's not been a well this is a Baptist church thing this is a Methodist church thing this is cross denominational lines this is there's a need this is an everybody thing well this is a yeah this is a us thing yeah yeah and and I think that that's what's really cool about it but I know Rio Revolution kind of spearheaded it but uh, Steve Hepperly kind of led the way I was way. gonna say. Uh, Steve Hepperly normally has his hand in a lot of things like that and, and helping out. And it's calling feed Blunt County is what they're calling it. But but again, uh, Real Revolution, uh, uh, Blunt Community Church, First Baptist Maryville, um, 
Where else? There was uh, Faith Promise. There was a lot of different churches that kind of hooked awesome. in and got that going. So, again, if you attended the one at Alcoa Intermediate yesterday, I hope you, you got your need met and got what you needed there. But if you didn't and you need something, uh, again, get out to the, the 411 Rio Revolution Campus. That's 5939 U.S. Highway 411, Maribel 37801. Uh, Wednesday, 11 a.m., and we'll go to 6 p.m. or until food runs out. So, uh, I think their their targets to give away like twenty five thousand meals. Wow, that's I mean, awesome. That's, that's a ton. That's that's huge. And they went huge. from everywhere from from Newport, Morristown. Uh, I, I think there was even maybe maybe even some Greene County and beyond, like food pantries and different things that that donated. So I mean, this is a this is a stretch far and wide to feed the the few and few and pl- plenty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I think that's really, really cool that, that things have kind of continued to go. But they're making hay while the sun shines because as Knox County has shut things down, I, I think that non-essential travel, that would unfortunately fall into some of that. So, again, if you're in need, take take advantage of this week because I'm not sure how much how much longer uh, this scenario is going gonna, is gonna to play out. But, but, uh, but Jeff, uh, we'll talk sports on the flip side of the break. We're going to take a, our first break of the day, listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, the NFL continuing to truck right along here in free agency, scavenging from the XFL, really like taking most of the big-name players uh, and putting them on NFL rosters. We'll see. We'll talk a little bit about where they went and how we feel like they'll play in, but then also talk about some leftover free agents that are sitting out there and where they could go and how they can make a big impact. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At the Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time.
This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, we, uh, we, we've kind of started like the like State of the Union uh, at the first of the show, and, and I think that's good because it kind of, if you're, and, and maybe, maybe people are trying to escape that uh, by getting on sports radio, but I, I think it's needed information. It, it gives a little Blunt County feel uh, because some things that well, are going it's, on. It's, it's, it's in the now. You know, it's totally yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is it is what what's going on. There's really no active sports, so I mean, you kind of got to dig in a little bit and, and no. get people up to up to snuff, if you will. Yes, is that a thing? Snuff up to snuff. Up to snuff. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that. Yeah, we'll have to talk about what the. I, I'm still don't. I'm a little. I'm a little gray on that one. <laughs> but here's here's the deal. Uh, talk about talk about XFL. Talk about NFL free agency. It's still moving along because you can kind of do that. You can do that from the privacy of your own home. That's exactly right. And, and the thing is, it's continuing to move. It's continuing to kind of play out. And and there's been a lot of moves that that kind of made sense, I guess. Uh, but a lot of moves that I'm sitting here going, oh no. P.J. Walker uh, kind of was the first domino to fall. He he gets picked up by the Carolina Panthers. And and I think that's a good pickup for them, but but I'm just I'm interested and in, and in, and you know I told Laura yesterday I said a, a, an NFL backup gets paid a lot more than a than an XFL starter and that's always going to be the case and that's that's really what he was looking for. He came off the practice squad for the Colts and now he could actually be suited up on Sundays and I think 
But is that is that good for sports? Well, okay. So you you mentioned that to me, and the first thing my thought was, oh, now they got four quarterbacks. What are they going to do? And then I actually thought about it, and it and it clicked, and it said, okay, you know what they're going to do? They're going to take a page out of someone in their division's playbook. They're going to use him like the Saints use Hill. They're going to line him up in the backfield as a tight end, as a wide receiver. They're going to line him up everywhere, and he's either going to throw, catch, or run a touchdown. And they're going to keep three quarterbacks because they know that they have this guy out there that's going to be able to do it all. Essentially, he is a a tested slash. That's why you don't see slash anymore because who wants to go out there and throw him into a game and be like, well, maybe he can throw. Maybe he can catch. You don't want to find out real time, and you, but you gotta you got to test it out. Well, P.J. Walker just played half a season in the XFL, and, I mean, he can run, he can throw. He, uh, so now you know he can do the couple things that make him, you know, a quad threat. So, why, yeah, that's a great pickup because well, – Would you see they quickly unloaded uh, – they quickly unloaded Kyle Allen? I kind of thought that I would see that. You know, they're a little bit vested with Will Greer uh, from a draft standpoint. Um, you know, and, and I think we, we see Will Greer maybe, you know, try to do that backup role – with the with the uh, the thought that maybe if Bridgewater gets nicked up, he can come in, and you know, and the other thing too is they were probably prepping both Kyle Allen and Will Greer on a weekly basis. So now you're not seeing as many first team reps. Now, if you have just Bridgewater and just Will Greer, you're you're going to see probably a more stable output from your backup role if they have to go in. And they traded him to Washington, Kyle Allen, for a fifth round pick. And I, I'm sorry, I I don't know <laughs> the way Kyle Allen played. I'm not sure that that you get much more than that out of him. No, probably not. So yeah. I think I, I mean I think they made hay where they could. Yeah. But but you look at what what the Panthers have now, and I really like the psychological dynamic that they have minus Cam Newton. I mean I think yeah. he's kind of a little diva, but I I don't expect him to stay. No. I don't expect him to stay at all. So. In my mind, you've got Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who is on, uh, I don't even know if second chance is a really good way to put it. He's on an opportunity that he didn't think would ever come back no. to him. So, uh, love that part of it. Will Greer's a gamer. I mean, he yes. loves getting after it and, and kind of gritting games out. It, and I, it makes know. me wonder if Teddy Bridgewater is the stopgap until Matt Rule has some time to work with Will Greer. Well, Joe Brady has probably some time to work with him. Yeah, and then they get Will Greer out there. Possibly, possibly. And then P.J. Walker, like you said, kind of a, a dynamo, like a little X-factor kind of thing. And, and, you know, it's terrible for fantasy reasons, but it but is. it is smart to use them like they do Hill because they have the ability to throw the football. Yes. But then they're also dynamic in the run game. So uh, I think it's great for everybody involved. But I think if Matt Rule's going to come into the NFL and do anything, he can't go away from his laurels. You know what I'm saying? Like he has to do what he knows to do. And I think that's so many times what breaks down uh, college coaches that tries to make tries to make the jump. And and I'm not saying Matt Rule's going to be super successful because the proof's in the pudding. Yes. I mean, you look at it. Um, you, you know, you, you've seen you've seen a bunch of sides of the coin. You've saw the the Steve Spurrier. Uh, not so successful. You saw the Nick Saban, no, terribly, yeah. not successful. Which again, the situation you go into means everything. The Skins, uh, I don't know if they had, uh, you know, a, a reincarnate 
uh, Vince Lombardi if they were going to have some success. But, Probably not. But the thing is, it's all about how that, that general manager, how that, that upper front office kind of gives you the way. And it looks like the keys are firmly in Matt Rule's hands. He's brought in a college coordinator. He's brought in some college uh, kind of greats. I mean, some really good players. I mean, P.J. Walker at Temple, I remember him. Like, he was electric. Yeah. I mean, he was one of those players. But, again, he got kind of the stigma of, that's eh, Temple. And, and you know, Matt Rule was his coach at Temple. That's correct. And uh, and, and so I, I love the, the dynamic that's going into that. Christian McCaffrey – he is, I mean, he's as much of a college player in the NFL as you're going to see. I see a lot of points with this offense and the way that they're setting it up, and I think they're going to play fast. They just got to get some more more outside help, but I think they're in free agency, sure enough, the, the, the offense, you know, kind of the, the core right there, like that nucleus at the offensive line, and then, boom, in the draft, they can get them a speedy wide receiver or something like that. But, yeah. but no, I think I think electric is what I would use for their offense. I think there's a lot of pieces, a lot of dynamic pieces. Um, but I like the addition of P.J. Walker. I hate it for the, the Houston Roughnecks because, honestly, um, he pulled them through a lot of games. Um, but at the same rate, uh, you, you know, there was – I think it was maybe the, the second uh, L.A. Wildcats game maybe uh, where they nearly lost it. Uh, he had threw like three or four picks, so I mean, he had moments where he could he could foul one up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so at the same rate, it's it's negative for the the Roughnecks, but I mean, it just lends that uh, that opportunity for somebody else to to step in and get it done. Well, I think one of the things too, the reason the XFL let this happen is because okay, we got the brand out, we got some names out. And they they know we're serious. We play some good football. We put a good product out there. Now they're licking their chops come time for the draft because they're seeing all these kids that maybe won't get drafted or they're seeing, you know, free agents from none of these. They they know that they are going to reload with whoever doesn't go to the NFL. And from that aspect of it, I mean, they're probably excited because they're going to stay young. And they're gonna stay fast. They're gonna stay now. You know, maybe, maybe just the, every every beginning of the season might be a little sloppy for a couple games, but they're gonna stay young. They're gonna stay fast. You're, you're gonna probably see different teams at the top every different year, um, which I think is exciting. You know, I wonder if you know. I think long term, you look at this, and 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 once a viable brand is kind of established, I think the NFL would wouldn't mind a farm system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll, you've got the but guys. Will Vince do it. Well, here's the thing. I don't. I don't think Vince can manage it all by himself. I think that brings back the the opportunity for another league. Don't you watch? I mean, he's got his son and Stephanie and Triple H and. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He could yeah. break it up into quadrants, and they can all be their own governor of their own areas. Governor. Yeah, and it all comes back. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Now, what I was thinking is, you know, you, you do that and you've got these kids that don't get drafted. You, you've you got those offensive linemen that are ready. You know, you've got the Trey Smiths of the world. You've got the J.K. Dobbins of the world uh, that, that can just, just make the jump, right? Yeah. But for those who can't, you get a 16, you know, what is there? Is there eight teams in the XFL? Uh, I think so. Eight teams, ten, I, yes, four and four. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but... So, and there's, is there 32 NFL franchises? That is correct. So, that's divisible by four. Yeah. So, do you have, uh, or do you have two leagues, 16 teams, right? 
uh, and, and it's kind of an AFL NFL scenario where they don't ever interplay until like a championship game. Yeah, but each team is affiliated with two NFL franchises. You know, I could see this happening if the NFL started to feel threatened. That whole "if you can't beat them, join them" thing. Well, see, but I think they're wanting to they're wanting to elevate this thing because it's a free. It's like a it's like having NFL Sunday ticket for free for a month. Yeah. You get to watch these players in real situations against, I don't want to say the elite of college, but I mean, college plus. I mean, it's a, I think I said it maybe as good as I'll ever say it, senior bowl every week. Yeah, I and, agree with that. And, uh, you, you know, like a guy like Jawan Jennings, could he have went into an XFL and played and then maybe went from probably a second day guy to a first day guy? Right, you know, are those opportunities out there? And and I think that's where it's at. And and he may need it now because I mean he's not going to get a pro day. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna just have to get drafted kind of in the raw, which maybe is good because again, foot speed is not Jawan Jennings' thing. It's the mono mono looking somebody square in the eye that I'm going to win. That's Jawan Jennings' thing. Man, that would sound so good with the black and gold. Oh, would it? Would it now? Hey, here's the thing. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a later pick. So, I mean, he's going to—they're going to have an opportunity Dude, to get that, that. That's Heinz Ward right there. That's Heinz Ward, right? And, and he's a—he's a monster. But uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I think this XFL, and I, I think that's why they're the business people, and I talk about it, is because I get the cart well before the horse more times <laughs> than not. But here's what I'm saying: is like this is the thing. I mean, they went and snubbed uh, uh, the. The Chiefs went and got Jordan Tamu I saw from that. the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, I think that was a really good pickup. I mean, he is probably less of a of an X factor player than PJ Walker, but he is a good player. Yes, he is a guy that can fit. I don't know that he's like, oh man, Patrick Mahomes went down, but we've got Jordan Tamu. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't really feel that way about, about him. But he is a gamer. He's a he's a guy who you know even. And and again, that's the transparency that the XFL gave you that you really got to appreciate is when they they mic'd up everybody, you know, and they had their technical difficulties. It's amazing how you can go up in technology and down in reliability uh, sometimes. But you know, they had an issue to where basically the quarterback couldn't hear the the OC, but the head coach on the sideline could hear the OC from the booth. So the OC would give it to the head coach, who would then deliver it to the quarterback. That wasn't, you know, in the in the day of, of XFL where it's 25-second play clock, I mean, he's he's give it to me, give it to me, give it to me because he's got to get it, relay it to yep. the team, and then get it. So, anyway, that didn't happen. He called a timeout, and Otamu went out to his head coach. And I don't know that I, I like this, but I like the aggressive nature. Is He was like, you've got to get me that play faster. He wasn't like, please, sir, if you could uh, – Get me that play, just a just a well, half yeah, faster. You, have, you know, you have to own it. I mean, because you're out there. Well, and the thing is, it is. It, it's at the end of the day, if something doesn't go well, even me and, and even anybody. I'm not saying that I have any more insight, but I would assume the player's wrong. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. You look at it, unless and, it's Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> no. Freddie probably messed that up. Well, you look at it and you say, okay, oh, they're having trouble. Well. Yeah, they're having trouble, but you're still showing us the quarterback. You're not showing us anybody else. You're right. we're watching the quarterback try to run this play that he just only got half of it, and you know, 
that X slant backside. Oh, what was the rest of the play? Yeah, I don't know. Or two wide banana. Yeah, we'll just have to make it happen. You know. That's why they need a good Shane Falco every now and again. <sighs> just draw it up in the sand, man. That's exactly right. Yeah, sugar bowl. But anyway, <laughs> uh, off the. It's okay. Off the beaten path, but. Uh, but anyway, Tamu to the Chiefs is, is kind of interesting. I, I thought it was interesting that none of those defensive players had, had kind of flew off, and then as I'm, like, closing up shop last night, kind of getting done, uh, then I see where, where Dietrich Nichols uh, is headed to the Saints, and he was a big DB uh, for, for, the, for the, the, the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, another you know, one of those great players. The, I started thinking about this when you were talking just a few minutes ago is with the Andy Reid thing is – or the Casey Chiefs is it's the these head coaches are seeing these players they're seeing them what they're going to do in certain situations because they're playing in a real game and what made me think of that was they're like okay so who do I see out here that I can mold in my system their their tendencies work with what I want to see them do okay let's gobble them up if they work out great if they don't what are we out you know we're not losing draft picks well and what I love is, is <laughs> And this is this is taking advantage maybe of of a young player, but you're not having to deal with a Antonio Brown uh, no. psychological side. You're dealing with a cat that just made sixty k playing professional football. Yep, maybe. I mean, they probably made more. I, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I mean, that was close. kind of the baseline. That was yeah. the baseline. Now they may have gotten something from the the the. Uh, the apparel or whatever they yeah. may have had fringe, but like their base pay was sixty k. So the fact that you're walking in and you're like, you're you're gonna give me what? League minimum is what? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Open the door for you. Use the wet wipe. Whatever you know, they're all about it because they didn't know that this opportunity was gonna be there. Sure. Uh, when when PJ Walker got cut by the Colts or released, I don't know how that necessarily went down. He thought that was it. He probably, probably contemplated, you know, going back to to a hometown, going back to 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 Philly, you know, going back to his college town and trying to find work. You know, yeah. is he going to sell insurance? Is he going to sell cars? I mean, you know, all of those options are out there. And then all of a sudden, the XFL kind of kicks up, and he's like, "That's another shot." And again, probably in his mind, was going to be okay just being a really good XFL player. And then now it, it kind of unfolds. He's got another opportunity in the league. I think it could be it could be a diamond situation to where you, you've got a guy who could. To me, he's a he's not as as fast on the forty time, but he's every bit as electric as a Kyler Murray. Yes, and and in that relation, and he's probably got something Kyler Murray doesn't. You know, less it, options. The more we talk, the more I do like your idea of like a farm team. Because what happens? What happens when an NFL team cuts you? You're done. You're done. Well, you know, I mean, you might go to Canada, right? But I mean, yeah, you're done. And or, so, you know, what happens if, you know, in, in MLB, well, you go to the, you go to the AAA team. You know, you go to the farm team. Hockey's the exact same way. You go down to the farm team, and then what happens? Oh, you know what? We're going into the playoffs. We need to bolster the roster a little bit. Pull you back up. And so at that point. Are you saying we could have like a Bull Durham of football? We should. That'd be great. I'd love (laughs) it. And I'd buy a shirt. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, from that aspect of it, your career's not done. And I I think you get a lot of buy-in from these guys. Like, okay, yeah, I'm not not in the show anymore. (laughs) Bull Durham reference. But it it would be – it's not over. 
I can fight. I can work. I know what I got to work on, and now I can get back. Now, the only thing, and, and it's kind of that risk-reward discussion, and, and, you know, when you think of things, you kind of open up more more holes, right? So it, you add more teams, you add more of this, you add more of that. Where do you get coaches? You know what I'm saying? Like it, you take away good mm. coordinators from the NFL or you take away good head coaches from the from the college ranks because people are like, what? It's not the pressure of the NFL, but I don't have to recruit? What? Because you know, I, it's, it's one of those balances you'd have to find. You, you know yeah, what I'm saying? there would be some growing pains. There'd probably be, you know, a little bit of stretching going on. But, I mean, we currently do it. You well, know, I'm just telling the you. The NHL. Well, and you could go You could go get some. You yeah. could get coaches that are, you know, show-caused out of the college ranks, but, but yet they don't want to go be a linebacker's coach in the NFL. They'd right. rather be a head guy. Like Brett Bielema is probably a really good yeah. really good example. Uh, you, you know, those those kind of characters. But it's just one of those dynamics. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you – you know, do you take away a? Uh, I mean, you got, you're gonna have to get referees. You're gonna have to get a lot of stuff. Well, the good thing about the XFL and and everything is it is a time to where you use the same referees. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, they use the NCAA spring, referees. Yeah, it's a spring league. So good point. But you could you could up that. I mean, you could you could hire some that to where people aren't working. You know, 300 days a year. But you know, I, I think you look at it. And it's it would be an interesting concept, you know. I think that's that's one of the the cool things that I thought the AAF had going for it was its affiliation to colleges. Yes. Well, if you flip that and make it affiliate of a pro team, one hopefully we would get one within a three hour window That'd of here. Be nice. Whether it be Cincinnati, whether it be you know Charlotte, whether it be Atlanta, you know any of those places would be, or heck even Nashville. They could play in the Titan Stadium. Yeah, but uh, I'd rather go to Charlotte. I would too. I would too. <laughs> Charlotte's just cool in general because you know you can make a day of it. You can go to you can go to the racetrack. That's you can go to the right. race shops. The whole deal. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I think it's interesting what's what's left. What is going on with with the the XFL and how they're transitioning some players to the NFL. And I think it's going to be a dynamic that I think impacts the draft for these teams. Oh, definitely. You know, I think I think you know the obviously the Panthers were willing probably to draft a player to replace a Kyle Allen or to probably backfill a exiting Cam Newton because I mean it's going to happen. We just got to wait and see mm-hmm. where he falls. If if I have to guess right now, it's Vegas. I think that's where he goes. But uh, we'll, we'll just see how that shakes out. But I think the XFL injecting some retreaded maybe uh talent i think is interesting but i think it's also a way to to validate the xfl i think it's it's this wasn't a mickey mouse league that that oh they look good because the league sucked no no they look good because they played it in week in and week out against different defenses interesting schemes and honestly were able to change their game based on different rules in the xfl and so these guys are versatile. They like to work hard, and and those are two things that are kind of fleeting in today's sports. So I, I agree a hundred percent. So I, I love what they're doing there. Uh, let's get to our last break of the day, Jeff. When we come back, I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about actual NFL free agents that are still available, the and mostly defensive guys. So I think this is a this is another one of those points that's really kind of intricate in how they could work because there's a lot of big names, there's a lot of nasty names. 
And then there's a lot of guys that that are going to ask for a big price tag that maybe can't get it. So I think we'll talk about that. And then I want to finish up today's show with iRacing. I think over the weekend we talked NASCAR and and there was the iRacing where the where the big time drivers were actually doing this thing and mixed reviews. And I think I have a a different take on it than than what I heard locally. Let's just say that. And uh, and I think uh, I, I think the dynamics different than what it was perceived as just yesterday. But we'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to the grind. Hundred point nine FM, eight fifty AM, and streaming at wkvl.com. Come on back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to donnacry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Blunt County Lacrosse is happy to announce that this year's season of high school and youth lacrosse activity has begun. Home games are underway at fields in Blunt County. This is the fourth season of youth lacrosse that's being played by Blunt County teams, and it's promising to be another fun and exciting experience for the community. Lacrosse has been surprising with its growth in popularity and participation for Blunt County, given the relative unfamiliarity that most people in the area have with the sport of lacrosse. This season, Blunt County will be fielding four teams for both boys and girls, with almost 100 players and almost a dozen coaches who will all be taking the field under the banner of Blunt County. 
And due to the generous support of Blount County Schools, all of these teams will be hosting home games at the Union Grove Middle School Athletic Field. If you'd like to find out more information about the sport of lacrosse, visit www.bluntcountybulldogs.com. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Jeff McIntyre as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Jeff, a couple other things kind of beyond what I said we were going to talk about. Uh, What about the Rams' new logo? Yeah, I have seen so many awesome jokes about that. They should have just left it because it looked good already. I like the Ram thing, like the actual animal. Like To me, that one looks cool. But the L.A. with the... I mean, kind of flowing locks, kind of mullet look. I don't, I don't know that Internet that's what. Internet Explorer. I don't, I don't know what they were going for. Like honestly, I don't know if they're, uh, you know, it's the the new version of Prolisec or, or <laughs> is it the LA? I, I don't know. But uh, no, I think they. I get it, and I see how the A kind of looks like the ram head. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but I feel like they're reaching. They should have just left it. And did you see like they took the logo off of the off the home place at the at their their headquarters? They did all this rebranding and literally did you see like golf came in? Did you watch the little video of the like they had a, an announcement mm, video? No. Anyway, I watched it and golf and somebody else came in and like had a box that they opened and it had the new swag on it. And they came in and they were wearing the old swag. It was the navy with the white ram on it. And uh, and they flip it off and then put the hat on with the L.A. on it. And I'm like, as soon as that camera goes off, they're going to pick the one out of the floor up and put it back put on. Put it back on. But I'm just, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, like why waste the money? They're like, bored. Yeah, I mean, but but there's just, I'm sorry. And and again, they know different things than I do. They, they have well more experience. 
But I'm pretty sure I could have made that logo on Microsoft Paint. Yeah. I'm just I, saying. You know, there, there are some logos that change for the better, and then there are some that don't. And 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 there and, and that's you like parody. That is one of those things where, you know, it, you have to you have the old Buccaneers logo, then you have the new. I love the new. You have the Patriots logo. You have the new, and then you had the old. You had the Patriots sitting over the football. I like the Patriot over the football. Oh yeah, I like the older one way better. And. And I mean, the, the new one's not bad. No, 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 no. It's not bad. I just, I, I mean, but I think I think the Broncos is a really good example of fixing a logo. Yes, yes. I I like the new one. I didn't care for the old one. Yeah, I thought it was a unicorn like the whole time. <sighs> it kind of looked. And like and one. this is an example of you had something really cool. I mean, you had the ram horns was your helmet. And now, yeah. I mean, it's no different than like the Vikings. Why would you change that? Yeah. yeah, the Vikings, exactly. I mean, it's it's you understood what you were doing. Yes. Now I'm not sure what's gonna. I haven't seen the helmet, so I don't know. Another one that that changed it and messed it up, in my opinion, was the G men. Like to me, the Giants word on the side of the helmet was the best. Yes. And then when they went to the NY, I'm like, no, not your Giants. Okay. What's Here you go. the deal? The worst one. Ever. Can you guess? Worst one ever. And it just recently happened too. Jacksonville. Well, when they went back to the, the right one, right? When they went with the two-tone where it was <laughs> black in the front and tan in the back. Where it looked like that they had been in a front-end accident and they yes. just primered the front of it. Yeah. Like, now it's that better. Horrid. Now it's better. They're back to the black. Are they? Yeah. Like, what was it, a year or two ago? They went back to the shiny black. The one you remember I was. I wish a, they would have just left it. What is it? Mark, was Mark Brunel their quarterback when they were, like, pretty decent? Probably. When old Jack Del Rio kind of first went down there yeah. and they were battling with Peyton and the Colts yes. for a long time. Yeah. That's the, the. They went back to that look. That's good. Well, I, I feel like it's it's kind of a indicative of what you know happened. We really kind of missed the boat on that one. So let's back up. Yeah, that was terrible. But uh, I thought so you were going to say something about the Browns. I'm like, how do you? No, no. Like, but honestly, I don't mind the Browns. There helmet. are some minimalist helmets out there that I think have always looked good. I and, mean, you're a Steelers fan. And the Steelers is one. I mean, it's classic. They don't mess with it. They leave it alone. And the Browns is one. They so don't. the only thing I think the Steelers, because I'm a symmetrical guy. You don't like it that it only has a logo on one side? It freaks me out. I'm like, they've knocked that sticker off. And then I'm like, no, it's the wrong side. It's the wrong side. Oh. But, no, I anyway, I, I think there's a lot of really cool helmets. Probably one of my favorite helmets, and you're going to be like, really? The Raiders. Like, I think their helmet is just really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I, I, there are definitely worse ones out there. I just, it's, you know, it's the Raiders. Well, I'm just saying, like, but it's nasty. Like, it screams what they want to be. Yeah. It screams what they want to be. I mean, I like other helmets. Like, I, I think my favorite, of course, is probably going to be the Broncos. But I really like the Titans' new helmet. I like the Navy helmet. Yeah. I prefer, I wish they would keep the white helmet as an option because I think with the powder blues, the white helmet would look better. The Steelers every now and then will roll out that ugly orange helmet. Yeah. It's like a gold orange helmet, and it's ugly. But I mean, I tell you, somebody that got a better helmet in revision of a uniform, the Jets. I like yeah. their new green. I like yes. their new green. That's true. So, so there's a lot of examples of doing it right, and the and the the Rams are just the most recent example of doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, hey, or, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
And does it not? Does the L.A. the Ram not think? Are you are you trying to be the Chargers? <laughs> you know That's a saying? good point. The the L.A. one. I'm. I thought like they they released that a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, that's an ugly Chargers logo. And then I find out it's the Rams. I'm yeah. like, oh no, that's true. Did not think that one all the way through. No, I don't think they did. Anyway, who cares? Uh, but anyway, it's the Rams. Uh, once Todd Gurley's gone and and Sean McVay gets above forty, they're just going to be nothing. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be good. But uh, notable free agents. Here's my thing. You look at it. Jadavian Clowney, edge rusher, Jameis Winston, quarterback. And then you go on down a little bit. Von Bell, safety. I remember when he went to Ohio State over Tennessee, and I thought that was that was maybe the beginning of the end for Butch Jones, and he hadn't even got started yet. Uh, <laughs> Jason Peters, offensive tackle. And Dominican Sue, defensive tackle. And Everson Griffin, uh, edge rusher. That's a lot of big-time names out there uh, to, to be had and to be helpful to certain teams. Jadavian Clowney is probably the biggest asterisk to me because, you know, you ever t- you ever hear about or, or think about guys who just, they were so good in college that you don't know that they could ever live up to that in the pros? Jadavian Clowney is one of those guys. Yeah. his I, I think one of the things that hurt him the most was sitting that year, you know, and not, not doing anything. I, I think that – because he was a monster – that South Carolina, yeah. That South Carolina Michigan game. And I, I think injuries, you, you ever you ever hear about guys who who get dinged up or or blow a knee out and all of a sudden they're not the same player because they play tentative because yes. they don't want to do it again. They understand they're one knee injury away from being done. I think that's him. You I know, think I so. I think before, I think at South Carolina, I think he had to get out of South Carolina and get to the league. So if it, if his knee was twinged or or whatever, he just wraps it a little tighter that day and he goes out and plays football. Yeah. Once he got paid, once he got drafted one overall, he sat there and went, "Ooh, that's a pain. That pain could end up messing something up. I'm just going to sit out today." And that's where the the mystique of Jadavian Clowney came to an end. Yeah. Because there's a certain bit of toughness that has to come with a great player, and unfortunately, I think he wants to get played, get paid, played, paid. He wants to get paid as big money, but he doesn't want to play as big money. To me, I would like to have him in Denver, just to be quite honest with you, because you don't need him to be end all, stop all. Because you've got Chubb, you've got right. uh, AJ Johnson, and you've got Von Miller, and I think he needs that. I think he he can't go and be their guy. He could go to Tampa and let Jason Pierre-Paul be the driver, and he could kind of be a piece, uh, which I think is a good good pickup for a, for a Tampa team that's trying to build around Tom Brady. Um, but but I'm interested in, in if he's going to allow himself to make that money, that kind of money, because he's probably going to want to get top five edge rusher money, and I just don't think he's worth top five money. No, and, and it, to your point exactly, I think that's why he, he did somewhat well in Houston, because he had J.J. Watt, who – I mean, if you're not worried about J.J. Watt, you haven't been watching football. <laughs> right. And so, you know, you have that on the other side. I mean, you know, that's dangerous. And then I think you go to Seattle for the year that he was up there where they're looking at him like, well, you're the guy. And now he's a free agent. What if he went to the Rams? You know, that's a that's – Opposite a, Aaron Donald. That yeah. could be and, nasty. And not just Aaron Donald. I mean, the interior um, – I can't think of his name, but I mean they've got a really good interior lineman. Um, is it Richardson? 
I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, I think it is. And I mean, it's the Rams. It would be a <laughs> nasty D line. And, and you know, I think I think there could be some some opportunity where he's not getting double teamed the whole game. Yep. He's going to get some free opportunity, and and he still has that that twitch. He can still oh, yeah. get there. So uh, I think he's going to be an interesting piece. And honestly, if he stays in Seattle, I don't think that's a bad move either. Uh, no, they're just not the Legion of Boom that they were. No, because honestly, if you if you had that lockdown back end and and could have you know a uh, uh, Wagner and and those guys in the middle, then then he again gets some opportunity to play free. And, but they don't. So I think he's going to be more of a focal point if he stays in Seattle. So I, I, I'd like to see him move around a little bit. Uh, the next one, point. the next one, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Rumor has it. Last night I saw a rumor, and it's only that. It was a, it was a meme page too. So take that for what it is. Rumor. Jameis Winston to the Steelers, a possibility. What do you think about that? I would try not to think about that. I would think about a lot of interceptions. I would think about you're not going to get any better than you had with Landry Jones. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, Landry Jones wasn't good in XFL either, though. Here's the thing: you would get a you would get an NFL starter. He's played. He's seen it. He's got some experience. He knows what it's like to throw a lot of picks. So, I don't know. I still wouldn't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this is like. Like, it's a, just a bad version of everything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would rather have – let me pull some names out of a hat. Andy Dalton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton but I'd rather no, have Flacco. No, I'm – yeah, I'm talking about, like, some has-beens, maybe never was Oh. before I'd have Jameis because there's just all that, I was number one overall pick. I da-da-da-da. I deserve yeah. this. I made this much money. Do you have Craig Labs in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I want – yeah, sure they do. Uh, <laughs> I want um, – a national championship in college, da 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 da. Yeah, you need somebody that's willing to work. And, and the thing is, that's okay holding the clipboard. And Jameis is not going to be okay holding no. the clipboard. So to me, Jameis is not a good fit there. Uh, but but that's kind of the rumor. And maybe he has changed. Maybe maybe getting cut changes a lot of things about somebody. Could be. But uh, don't look like we're going to get to I racing today. Uh, maybe I'm, Thursday. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Thursday. Uh, last guy on the list. I want to talk about Indomitian Sue. A guy who started his career in Detroit, has moved around a few times. Is he to the end of the the rope as far as, like, nasty player having to put up with that? You know, the way I see Sue ending his career is I think he's going to end it on a lot of one-year deals, Hmm. and he'll just stomp his way right out of the NFL. You know (laughs) – I had to. Awesome. <laughs> you know where another good place for Clowney would be? Hmm. Dub Bears. Yeah. Dub Bears. But uh, also didn't Dominican Sue. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad fit there he, either. You're, you know that you're going to – like like James Harrison, the timeless James Harrison. He ended his career with a bunch of one-year deals because you knew that he wasn't going to be a four-down guy. But when you needed that one down for him to get to the quarterback, he was your dude. Has Sue already played for the, the Bucks? Ooh, I don't know. Like something tells me he has, but He's I'm played like for so many teams. But I'm like, if you want to build just a a, a a like a like a whole front line of one year deals, Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre Paul. I mean, everybody's missing a flange at some level, but <laughs> but they'll they'll get after it. I think it could be interesting. It'd be a um, mean line too. Yeah, maybe get James Harrison to come out of retirement. I bet he could still play. I guarantee. Hey, he's he's one of those. Uh, he's like Herschel Walker 
except, you know, on the defensive side, of course. <laughs> but, you know, there was times where Herschel Walker would go to, like, award ceremonies, and I would say, that dude can still play, and he's in his 50s. Yeah. But, hey, some people still got it like that. But we don't have it like that. One thing we don't have is time. But top of the hour comes Jason Swain and the Swain event. And what is a block of sports right here? But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care. Wash those hands. And, yes, grind on. <laughs>